faith builders. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is our intent and our desire that you would be edified and encouraged through the program today. Well, hello and welcome to tonight's uh, Bible study. This is our second Bible study in the series, Life, Death, and the End of the World. And uh, I, I know last week we used the Facebook groups uh video function. And uh, I'm unfamiliar with using that particular tool. And so I went to using something that I am more familiar with and hopefully will uh, provide a, a more seamless and comfortable experience for you. And uh, hopefully it's a, it's a blessing. Those of you that are tuning in, uh, if, you, if you think about it, I encourage you to share this video, send it to some friends. Uh, a lot of people are thinking about life, death, and the end of the world. Over the past two years, there are many things that that I have heard all my life that was going to come to the world, and I've seen these uh, foreshadowings become even more clear and plain uh, happen before our eyes. And uh, <clears throat> there's many things that the Scripture declared 2,000 years ago, and you see events throughout history where you see this foreshadowing, this could be the event that the scripture's talking about. But as time has progressed, the, the deeper impression of each event becomes much more uh, deep, and the overlaying of the various biblical prophecies become even more clear. And so I, I am persuaded that we are, as the old song, one day closer to the kingdom. And that makes every day better than the day before. I can make it through today knowing that tomorrow I'll be one day closer to the shore. And so uh, this effort to talk about this Bible study uh, it's no doubt to encourage the believer, but also to stir up the hearts of those that may be disaffected, may have uh, backslidden, may have fallen away, or may not have any knowledge, but something inside of you says, something's going on in this world, and I want to, have, I want to understand, I want to experience, I want to know that, that there is meaning in my life and to understand what's happening in the world around us. Last week, uh, we talked about how the Lord speaks. We talked about how uh, the Bible is a prophetic book. And from its beginning, it gives us a very elementary, simple understanding of where everything came from. Genesis chapter one, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water and God said, let there be light and there was light. And from that pro progression, uh, the first through the sixth creative day, God set in motion and created the environment in which he would create mankind, our original progenitor of Adam and Eve. They 
are the mother and father of us all. And then in uh, chapter three of Genesis, you find uh, kind of the seed of what has uh, perpetuated throughout the world and the realities that the scripture talks about there in the, that third chapter, we see those realities play out in, in flesh and blood in the world that is around us. And so we talked about how God has, has speaks. Uh, we know that the Lord has spoken to people through dreams and through visions, through uh, supernatural phenomenon, uh, Moses and the burning bush. Uh, you, you find the angel of the Lord speaking to Abraham. Uh, you see the Lord speaking to Pharaoh. You see the Lord speaking to Nebuchadnezzar in dreams. And the prophets, the Lord moved on holy men and they they spake and ultimately it was written down and, and preserved a miraculous preservation that, that gives us the Bible that we read today. Uh, you know, there's something about the Bible. The scripture says of itself, it is quick, it is alive, it's 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 living and it's it, it pierces, divides, discerns us and and if you ever open the book and begin to explore it with an open heart and a, a prayerful spirit, you'll find that the, the, the word of God still speaks, though it may be thousands of years old. It still speaks the truths that are there, whether you read its precepts or its principles, you read its wisdom or its uh, uh, reasoning, there is uh, there's sense there, there's there's something that connects to the innermost part of our being. And so the Lord still speaks. And I believe that probably everyone that's watching this, uh, wherever you may be watching this from, uh, you can identify, you can point it at times when the Lord, uh, there's something supernatural has happened. You've almost been uh, died in a car wreck. You, 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 got to the very edge of eternity and there was something, there's something more than just flesh and blood. There's something more than just walls and wood. There's, there is something unseen and we, we, you feel, you've sensed the draw of the Lord's spirit. God speaks and how God speaks. He, he speaks to us through his word and he confirms his word in our life. And, and even people that, 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 that may have had no uh, experience uh, with, with Christian training. There is, there is the, the, the conscience, the spirit of God that helps us to know right and wrong. In a hungry heart, the Lord will lead them and guide them that they may have a greater understanding and, and ultimately come to the conclusion and ha have that, that aha moment. <laughs> where it's not just someone I know had a, a, a supernatural experience, not just someone I heard about that I had an encounter with God, but I, <laughs> it's happened to me. And it is those personal moments where, where, where God touches, uh, speaks to us, brings us to a point that our faith has become alive. And so that we just talked about that last week, the, the, the way the Lord speaks. 
and and uh, the fact that he speaks to life, death, and the end of the world. Um, I'm, I'm 52 years old. I was born October the 25th of 1969. And I remember it wasn't very long ago that that was just 18 years ago <laughs> or 25 years ago or 35 years ago. And as the clicking of the clock, my life is on fast forward. And I understand that I'm past half my life, I'm 52. I, you know, if I live to be 80, that I'm two thirds of my life has passed. And so I'm, I'm, I'm rapidly approaching I'm, <laughs> over half my life. I'm approaching the, the conclusion but there is something even more prominent in, in the prophetic scriptures that it's possible that I will not taste death, but I could be part of those that are alive and remain that are caught up together uh, with, with those that have passed before to meet the Lord in the air. And, and that would be all right with me. I know most of my life I have... I have had this kind of a, I want to go to heaven, but not right now. But as you see things happening, uh, there, there is a, a concentration inside of me that says, you know what? I'm getting closer to where, Lord, I'm ready just to say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And so this week, our lesson, last week is how God speaks. And our lesson today, we're going to talk about kings kingdoms, and the kingdom of God. Now, I know a lot of people uh, are under the impression that God is in control of everything. And, you know, he's God. And, and, and his influence is undeniable. The heavens declare the glory of God, and those that would be wise would give him praise. But we understand, if you read the Bible, that the Lord uh, create an environment where he put Adam and Eve in the midst of his creation. And the Bible says that God gave them dominion over all the works of his hands. And he instructed them, take care of this garden and, and dress it and keep it. And it was their responsibility. He just, he just said, you know, you, you, everything here is yours. There's just one thing you can't. Don't eat of the tree. Uh, of of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat it. And so I don't know how much time passed. I'm of the opinion that it was a long period of time. You know, I think they, they ate so many strawberries. Maybe they got tired of strawberries. Then they ate, they, they ate the cherries and they ate the peaches and they ate the apples and they ate the pomegranates and they ate the bananas and, and, and <laughs> they ate the greens and tomatoes. And uh, every, the Bible says that everything that was good for food or pleasant to the eye was there. God planted it in the garden, that, that paradise where there was no shame, there was no pain, there was no problems, there was no, it was, it was paradise. It was Eden. And at some point, the, the, the serpent had found its way into that paradise place. We know the Bible says that Satan was cast down out of heaven. So somewhere after the creation, there was a war in heaven and Satan, uh, uh, his pride said, I will make myself equal with the Most High. And, and that, 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 began a process. Jesus said, I saw Satan as lightning cast down to the earth. 
And so and in, in, in that, that history, there came this seductive, subtle beast. And we find that, that, that our great-great-grandparents had a conversation with the serpent. And he persuaded them. He reasoned with them. He asked them questions. And he essentially said to them, God will not judge you. You shall not surely die. In fact, the Lord's cheating you. If you'd have this fruit, you, you, you'd have great wisdom and you would be almost like God. And so they fell for it. And in that, there was something happened in the world where the will of God, the God who created paradise, created a place where he could walk with man in the cool of the day, where Adam and Eve would enjoy the fellowship with their creator, with their father. Uh, that fellowship was broken. And you see from that point, the earth was cursed. The serpent was cursed. Adam and Eve was cursed. The world together, there was a breaking of the, the world and everything was not as it could have been. And we find that from that, flesh is given a choice. You see the second uh, major failing, uh, uh, Abel and Cain, Cain and Abel, brothers, uh, the Bible says Cain in the process of time brought the Lord an offering, a sacrifice. And so we know Cain had faith. Cain wanted to worship God, but he gave God from the fruit of the ground and he gave that to him. And his brother Abel came and the Bible says that Abel gave the firstlings and the fat from his flock. And the Bible says that God respected Abel's offering, but had no respect for Cain. Uh, uh, Cain's mad. Uh, the Lord comes down and talks to Cain and said, Cain, why is your, why is your face uh, changed? Why are you angry? And, uh, he, and the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, you could say the, 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 the one that probably loved Cain more than anyone, he warned him, said, Cain, if you do well, <laughs> if you'll do, give me an offering that I can accept, you will rule over your brother. But, but if you don't do well, there is a beast that is crouching at the door and he will destroy your life. Cain, rather than uh, uh, following the direction, the pattern, maybe taking some advice from his brother, after he had a conversation with his brother, he rose up and he slew his brother. And, and again, there is disharmony, there is confusion, there is death, the very first death outside of the sacrifice that God uh, uh, took and met, took coats of skin for Adam and Eve to cover the shame of their nakedness, the, the first human death. And so from that, you see this devolving world and, and you, you see that the Bible talks about there came a time when the Lord repented that he ever made man. The earth was full of violence and, and their heart was on evil continually. So so what I'm saying to you is the earth, since the beginning, God, his influence has not been chief in the minds of men. And God has chosen to be a benevolent king. And he doesn't demand people to serve him. And so people have free will. You can serve what you want, but you, we all going to serve something. Uh, I forget the name of the singer back in the 70s. Uh, he had a, a Christian record and uh, everyone's going to serve somebody. 
and everybody serves somebody. And some have chosen to serve God. Others have chosen to serve self. And it is in this realm of self-flesh, flesh when it is given itself to per- per fulfill its own pleasure, that is a domain in which Satan and the evil spirits of, of the world have their way. And so there are two kingdoms. There is that there is no doubt God is the king. Ultimately, Jesus is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And, and, but Satan has his domain in this, the, the, the sphere of evil spirits. They, they, they wreak havoc in the world that we live in. And, and so when we, we look and we consider this concept of kings, kingdoms, and the kingdom of, of God, we must understand that the realm of human kings and their kingdoms have become inextricably bound to the realm of Satan. You see this over and over, and it's even more pronounced today. Look in the headlines over the past few years of government, of, of culture, of entertainment, and how evil, <laughs> how evil. The, 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 the music video that won the award two or three years ago, a, a performer called Little Naz, it, it, is, it is a video of him performing a sex act on Satan. And it it was awarded the video of the year by the cultural leaders of today. There has been a very, it's almost trite because you've heard it said so much, but there is a reality. Some have sold their soul to the devil. And and you see this throughout the world. You look back over human history. uh, There have been very few examples where rulers over men have been benevolent and kind and done what was good and righteous. Even in the history of Israel, uh, uh, you see you see Saul, you see David, you see Jeroboam, Rehoboam. You see the division of the kingdom, the, the 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 kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Israel. You see that in the in the kingdom of Judah, there were very few good kings. The kingdom of Israel, there were no good. Kings. They were all evil. They did that which was uh, uh, evil in the sight of the Lord. They 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 burned their children. They they, they did horrible things. And that's not unique to Israel. That was the that's been the history of humanity. The Bible tells us that when the Lord had promised them the land of uh, of the Amalekites and the Philistines, uh, that when they went in there, the things that they did, they would they would. They would offer their children as sacrifices to their God. And you know, here in America and North America and South America, those old religions were were their 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 religion was one of death and and wanton uh, sexual perversion. Rome, that's been true. You see that all of this wickedness, and what I'm saying to you is the kingdoms of this world are inextricably entwined in the kingdom of Satan. And it may not be always quite as pronounced, but but oftentimes if you could just peel back the curtain. You've seen the case for Jeffrey Epstein. No doubt, probably in my opinion, a government agent. And and I believe he probably, you know, uh, put leaders in compromising situations and 
And, and if you read just a little bit, unspeakable of things that were done in all of the most wealthy people, powerful people in the world. And look, look, nothing's come out. <laughs> they, they convicted the, 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 the partner of Jeffrey Epstein and they, 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 they basically convicted the madam and none of the Johns, if you will, have, have no, no names have come out. Why is that? Because it's the most powerful, wealthy people in the world. And the kingdom of men oftentimes is inextricably entwined with the kingdom of Satan. And you see this spirit of Antichrist that's in the world and you see, you see this... Uh, moving at a rapid rate. The train of prophecy is, is, is rolling, rolling, rolling down the track. And unless the Lord diverts it, unless the Lord decides to take it to the station and put it on pause, which I think he's done many times over, over history, man gets ahead of itself and the Lord has to put a pause. In fact, one of the First kings in the Bible, Nimrod. Nimrod was the king of Babel. And if you want to, if you want to understand, Babel was one of the first human kingdoms, and it was totally sold out to wickedness. Much of the demonic, uh, uh, evil, uh, witchcraft, uh, paganism, almost all of it. Its root goes all the way back to Babylon or Babel. The Bible says that at Babel, they that that they they all work together as one to build a tower into heaven to make a name for themselves. And the Lord went down and He saw what they were doing. And the thing that that you have to understand is that they were united in their rebellion to God. They were united together in rebellion to God. And God confused their languages that they divided. And where you have racial distinction today, it came from the dividing of languages at Babel. And that 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 that, that parting of ways of the different peoples, those peoples went to separate areas. They uh, propagated. And, and had children and those traits, those genetic traits, they became very distinct. And so all over the world, you go to different countries with the exception of America, where we're a melting pot. You go to these places where people have, you know, interbred, interbred, interbred. They, from a person from the outside, they all look very similar because they have shared traits. They have shared uh, skin pigmentation. And so cultures and races, that all goes back to the Tower of Babel. Why? Because the Lord decided, I would rather men be divided amongst themselves than to be united with themselves against me. And so it's, I don't think it's any accident that the miracle of Pentecost is the Babel that created the division. When we are born again into the kingdom of God, we all experience that same Holy Spirit and we receive 
a language of heaven. Though we may not understand each other, the Lord, he gives us a heavenly language where he understands. The Bible even says it, that we may not know what we pray, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us. And so the, I say this, that, that, that this, 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 this concept of the kingdoms of men being inextricably entwined with the, the kingdom of Satan, it has it started there. And so it's important for us to grasp that. When we think about life, death, and the end of the world, we have to understand that it is in this, this uh, uh, view of Scripture, his, history. Uh, you see overlaid that, that though there is so much wickedness and there's so much evil, that there is a redemptive plan that God is trying to bring about in our world. And it's hard for us to perceive it from our very uh, earthbound view. I heard it described this way. An ant, an ant, a little bitty ant. He is on a hundred yard football field, but he's an ant. He can't see what he's on. And he's pushing through the the, the 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 blades of grass, and he comes, and there's this this white. Everything's white, and he goes through this 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 forest of white, and he comes out of the forest of white. I'm like, wow, what was that? That's weird. He keeps walking, and he comes again to this white wall of of uh, uh, grass blades, and he he goes through. It's white everywhere, white everywhere, and he comes out. Oh, it's green again. Man, what was that? And and sometimes that's like us. You know, God from above, he sees the plan. He sees the field. He sees the lines. He sees the sideline. He sees the touchdown. He sees the field goals. He sees it all. But we're like an ant, like, man, what is going on? But God has a view that is from above, and he, he has a plan and ultimately, that just as humanity that is given to its own base nature uh, is fuel and tools for the, the darkness, the kingdom of darkness, the children of disobedience, Satan uses vessels. Satan is looking for someone that, that, that he can use their mouth to curse God, to, to cuss out of people, to, 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 to curse themselves. He's looking for someone's hand to hold a gun to shoot someone and murder God. Satan is looking for vessels in which he, in his diabolical plans, can, can tear down and to destroy God's, God's creation. God loves humanity. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Lord came to save damned humanity, humanity that's been damned because of the curse of sin. And, 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 and as a, at a young age, we begin to pursue lust and desire and self and pride. And, and Satan, he will ride that. He'll ride you straight to the gates of hell. But God has a redemptive plan and he is looking for a vessel. And just as Satan can use you to do terrible things, God can use you to do miraculous things. But we all have to come to a point 
to recognize, you know what, I have given myself to flesh, to myself, to my desire, and I've given it with abandon, with with very little reservation. And I, I, <laughs> God, I, I want to give you me. I want you to have me. I want you to use me. You know, this Bible study, uh, you know, I had just sitting there about two or three weeks ago and I was thinking about, you know, what what can I do? You know, I want to do something to engage with my community, uh, I lift up my voice as a witness. And and I just had this lame brain idea. You know, maybe I could get on and talk about, you know, the coming of the Lord, the kingdom of God. And and uh, that's, that's why I'm doing this. I don't consider myself to be bright or smart or gifted or good. I just consider myself willing to put myself out there to say, hey, there may be somebody out there, whether you're a believer for many years or you're someone new in pursuing God, or maybe you're not there yet, but there's something inside of you like that ant. Oh, what does all this mean? What's the meaning? And I'm telling you that there is meaning in life. There is meaning in death. And ultimately, there's there's meaning in the end of the world. Kings, kingdoms, and the kingdom of God. And so... Uh, I think it's important for us to understand that 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 we we live in a world where there are divided loyalties. We find it in our own body. That uh, Paul describes it in Romans seven: When I would do good, evil is present with me. When I want to do right, I do wrong. When I when I don't want to do wrong, I <laughs> just that there is a law in my flesh that is contrary to God's will. In fact, the Bible says the carnal mind is is at war with God. It's it's at adverse with God. And you see that around the world. You see that in our uh, our institutions of higher learning. You see this in the cultural leaders. They, they are almost to the point of animosity towards someone that would say, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the word of God. They'll laugh you to scorn, you silly, silly man. <laughs> but they don't have enough self-reflection to realize the things they're believing in is even more silly than a believer. A believer believes that the world was created. There's purpose. There's a creator. Science has become so, uh, uh, has so much knowledge, it is impossible to be logically honest and believe the universe is a product of 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 uh, random chance. It's mathematically impossible for the earth to even exist where it sustains life as it as it does. It's impossible. There's got to be something that makes everything flow in order in space and time. Uh, not just in the expanse of space there's order, but all the way down to the microscopic level there is order that your, your, uh, your DNA, it's the, the deeper into the microscopic kingdom they they see, they see inexplicable order. And as as more technology and, and, and telescopes give us a glimpse into the vast heavens, <laughs> there is a God. And that God it, it is a God that what the Bible says about creation, it just gets affirmed and confirmed over and over again. And you, me, we, amen, we are a voice to say, just because your, your dad was that way, 
your family was that way, your community's that way. The Lord has a redeeming plan. And, and God wants to use you as a part of that redeeming plan, life, death, and the end of the world. And today, kings, kingdoms, and the kingdom of God. You find this, this idea that they're, they're, God has a kingdom. It's the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Jesus taught us how to pray. He said, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, as it is in heaven. So what does that mean? God has a will and it's done to perfection in heaven, but it's not done to perfection in earth. Why? Because they've got a bunch of crazy, self-willed, rebellious, stubborn, uh, uh, pride-filled, addictive, uh, all these self-destructive tendencies self-preserving tendencies, uncaring ways, running this world. And, and so there's mayhem happening. The only thing that preserves the world today is that the, the, the church, the believers is the salt of the earth, uh, the light of the world, the city set on the hill. Uh, we are that which is holding back the, the, the great coming wrath of God. God has left us here because he wants to save more. God wants everyone to be saved. <sighs> yes, kings, kingdoms, and the kingdom of God. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. If, if there's one thing we could take away from this lesson today is to pray that with an even greater fervency. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. God, I want your will to be done in my house. What can I do to bring your kingdom, to bring your will down into my house? Maybe it might mean my wife gets home. I can say, baby, I love you. I thank you for being so patient with me. <laughs> I'm going to fix that thing I've broke earlier. <laughs> you know, God wants there to be harmony in my house. What do I need to do to be at peace with my wife? What do I need to do to, 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 to give my children a, a sense of confidence and hope for the world to come? Help, help them to be the men that God wants them to be. And, and ultimately, how God's kingdom and will is brought down into my house is I am an instrument for his will and kingdom to come down in my house. My, my children are instruments. Uh, my kids aren't here, so I can say this, and I doubt they watch this. <laughs> they're out doing you know good things, but I doubt they're watching this. Uh, one of my boys, uh, uh, the other day I knocked on his door uh, he invited me in and, and he was sitting there reading his Bible. And last week, uh, I know that he fasted three days with just water. He he did that because he wanted to. I know he's going to try to do that again this week. I, I've never required that of my kids. But it blesses my heart to see that the Lord is dealing with them the way he dealt with me when I was 19. 
And God deals with people. I, I, I know everybody watching this. There are seasons and times in our life where the Lord begins to, to deal with us. And it doesn't matter whether you are a believer and faithful or whether you're a backslider or just you're just looking for meaning. What I'm telling you is if you'll open your heart and your mind and say, let thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, in my house, in my job, in my life, in my priorities. The Bible, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, and you know, if you if you you want to if you want to be a part of the kingdom of God to come, you need to pursue his kingdom now. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What does that mean? How do you seek God's kingdom and his righteousness? Well, Jesus, you know, I tell new believers, read Matthew chapter five, six, and seven. That's that's the Sermon on the Mount. And in my opinion, if you want to live a life that will reflect the kingdom principles, truth, and virtue to, for yourself and for your family, it's the seed of, 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 of the, the miraculous kingdom of God that you can sow into your life. It's those simple kingdom teachings Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount. All of the Bibles, this, but the, 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 it is such con- concentrated wisdom. If you take what Matthew 5, 6, and 7 says, and you purposely with discipline say, Lord, I want to know this. You read it every every day, read it every week, read it every month until you, 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 you something will happen and you'll know, oh, this is where I turn the cheek. Oh, this is where I pray for my enemy. Oh, this is where I'm not supposed to tell everybody that I'm giving uh, somebody something. This is... And if you if you see that, <laughs> and that's how Jesus said, he said, uh, many of people will come to me in that day and they will say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this and that in your name? And Jesus will say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And people, people say, well, what does that mean? Workers of iniquity is doing what you want. Flesh. Flesh is the instrument of the devil. And so if you aren't doing what the word of God says, your natural tendency is to do what you want to do. And it isn't the, the, the container of self that Satan inhabits. I don't mean like demon possession. I'm just saying it's the fuel that makes the kingdom of Satan work. When you're doing what you want to do, the devil is riding you like a, like a horse. And he, you're going to take him. His will is going to be done in your life if you do what you want to do. And the only way you can know what Jesus wants you to do, you got to know the word. David said, I have hidden thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. If you don't read the word, you won't know. If you don't go to church and and and, and purposely with discipline, listen to someone that's 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 a student of the word and listen to them and, and fellowship with people that are love God and loving the word of God. If you don't have that fellowship, you're going to have a hard time doing it because none of us can do it by ourselves. We are a body. Come on, somebody. Amen. Our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. May not be easy, but the dividends, the benefits, the retirement package is out of this world. 
Yes, 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 yes. If you look at the history of humanity, uh, humanity needs uh, needs the Lord. Not sure. <clears throat> that was my son calling, tell me that you can't hear me. <laughs> if 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 I've been doing this for uh, thirty nine minutes and nobody can hear me, I'm I'm in trouble. Uh, <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. So I I just I I want to leave you with this idea: kings, kingdoms, and the kingdom of the, of God. Uh, there are there are powers that are work in the world, and they work through the agents of flesh. The agents of the the agents of Satan is flesh. The agents of God is flesh. Uh, God, in the way that He created the world, He couldn't even save mankind except by becoming flesh. God redeemed mankind through the agency of flesh. He condemned sin in the flesh. He overcame sin in the flesh. And so I think it is so important for us to embrace the fact that we have an invitation. We have a decision. We must make a choice. Am I going to be an agent that God can use for the kingdom of God? If I don't, if you, if we don't fully comply to that invitation, our default setting, the devil and his work and will will be done in our life. Either through active participation or simply standing by the sidelines and not doing what we're supposed to do. The Bible says, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. So I I, I don't, I, I just, I, I really felt this tonight. I hope that this ministered to you. I, I hope that you'll share this. I hope you'll send it to someone. I hope more than anything that you'll pray with some of the things that I have shared with you today. I actually sent this to someone earlier uh, studying this. And th this is what I'm going to leave you with. Satan rules man through feeding into his selfish lust and desires, then dominating him in condemnation. When one could be free, Satan keeps him bound by the lure of pleasure and the chains of shame. And all of us at some point in our life have experienced the bondage of Satan through through the 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 diabolical cycle of pleasure and sin, shame and condemnation. We've all we've all been on that 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 uh, roller coaster. But the Lord provides an invitation. I provide an invitation. May I be a voice and an agency for the presence and the Spirit of God. Come unto me, all ye that are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Jesus has an invitation, and we respond to that invitation in faith. Oh, Jesus, I believe. And our next, 
Our next exclamation should be, oh God, I want to do right. I want to be right. I want to live right. Lord God, I want to change so that that, 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 that my life will conform to the word of God, that my, my habits will, will comply to the desires and the precepts and the principle of the word of God. And the process of being molded by the spirit of God, the word of God, fellowship of Christian believers, there, there, there's a little discomfort that will come. There'll be, there'll be uh, some times you need to humble down and say, I'm sorry and give and forgive other people. And, and in that pursuit of being transformed, <laughs> being transformed, transformed is probably not a painless experience. If you've ever seen a, a butterfly uh, in the process of metamorphosis, that looks like that hurts. <laughs> but just endure the darkness, endure the discomfort, endure the stretching, endure the things that happen if you'll, if you'll stick with it. Jesus said, if any man desire to be my disciple, let him first deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. <laughs> and you know what? It's a day by day thing. It's not something, I wish it was something we could just do. Okay, let's see here. I, I got a, I got a, I got a download chip. I'm going to execute the file and that file's going to launch and going to install a new program and I'm changed forever. I don't want to do wrong. I don't want to say wrong. I'm, I'm brand new. It's a, a fully upgraded. Doesn't work that way. It's an everyday struggle. Every day we wake up and our default position is carnality and we have to decide, you know what? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. And it is when we just learn how to change our mind and pray in a personal turned way that this would happen. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, in earth as it is in heaven. And it is that process of beginning. It must begin with me. Forgive us, lead us, give us, help us, forgive us. Yes, yes. Well, I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I uh, encourage you, if you have questions, you can send me an email. Um, if you would like a personal Bible study and you say, you know what? I want to get saved. I want to get baptized. I want a personal Bible study. I open myself up. If you're in the area, I'll be glad to, to meet with you. Uh, we have Bible study every Wednesday night at Spring Ridge at 7.30 on the corner of Highway 18 Spring Ridge Road. Our Sunday school on Sundays is at 10. We're going through the book of Jude right now. Tremendous teaching. Our worship on Sundays at 10.45. You can visit our website at springridgechurch.com. You can send me an email, pastor at springridgechurch.com. I pray this was a blessing to you. I really did feel the touch of the Holy Ghost on me as I taught, and I hope that it will help you. We'll be back here next Tuesday at six o'clock, and I hope that this, you can hear me. I'll look back at the, uh, uh, the feedback, and uh, God bless you all. Uh, we'll see you next week. Maybe those of you that are close by, you'll come and be in service with us tomorrow night. We'd love to have you. Have a, have a great night, and, and, and may we pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come.
thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. God bless. Welcome to Faith Builder. We hope that you're blessed by today's program. It is our desire, our aim. The reason why we make the effort is to be an encouragement and a blessing to the listener. If you have any questions, we would love to hear from you. Any topics you'd like us to cover or maybe someone you would like us to interview. Uh, Send me an email at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And thank you for tuning in.